back another week of hw radio i'm jim here with jack and kyle as always another quarantined episode i think this is three or four during quarantine i want to open up with the question guys because right before we started this show we had some good topics floating around uh erecting themselves through conversation (laughs) (laughs) so while we were talking a question popped into my mind which Philadelphia Flyer, and I feel like Kyle might have this answer quicker, so I'll start with Kyle. Which Philadelphia Flyer would you uh, have as a hall pass for your wife or, or your girlfriend, your fiance on this current team? I, I have to go X-Flyer. All right, I can go X-Flyer. It would have to be Ratko Gudis because she calls Ratko her husband. She named my dog Ratko or Gudis. <laughs> so Radko Gudis. Solid choice. I feel like he's like a lumberjack. It's the beard thing. Yeah, you guys kinda <laughs> you kinda look alike. Yeah. Yes he does. <laughs> Alright. Jack, who would be your wife's hall pass on the Flyers? Well, I wouldn't let her choose because she would be like, Oh, Jeff Carter or Dinah Zubris or somebody like that. If I chose I don't know. If I'm going X Flyer, it's got to be uh, got to be like Lindros, man. I mean, why not? I'd say Hextall, but he probably beat the shit out of her. So <laughs> yeah, Lindros ain't too far off from that. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> He'll take a stick right through her fucking neck. <laughs> well, if it's just a stick, that's not the worst thing he's gonna take to her neck. That's all you get on. It. That's all you get a hold of. <laughs> I'm afraid what his imagination would run wild. It's a weird question. What do you want from me? <laughs> All right, so we got Radko Gudis uh, and Eric Lindros. Interesting choices. Dude, can you turn off that background? It's distracting as fuck. <laughs> you keep coming in and out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think you're there. That's and what you she said. Forward and you're like, oh, shit, he's sitting there. Good thing we were talking about him. <laughs> I hate that. Nobody, nobody heard my that's what she said joke. I don't know how to... T- off turn off incoming video what do you guys want in the background tits again no i don't want any background there you go i just want jim back just give me jim just jim just jim and his stash jim you gotta shave. you gotta shave that side shit though yeah it's creeping in on your stash yeah all right it's encroaching you say you want me to keep just full-on stash Oh, fucking right. Just the stash. I want the rest of the face baby face. Okay. But the stash has to be dominant. I can do that. If that's what my, my hosts want, that's stash, what I do. Stash and grow a rat tail. Mm. <laughs> Ew, could you imagine? Just a bald head with a fucking rat tail? How disgusting would that be? Dude, it would definitely be the most gym exotic thing you could do. Ew. What what um Mortal Kombat fighter am I thinking of with the with the bald head and the 
the ponytail or whatever. Is that Goro? Didn't he have that? Yeah, with the forearms. Could you imagine? <laughs> he uh, also has forearms. I think I think his four I think his I think his forearms were more ridiculous than the rat tail. <laughs> if you had four arms, what would you do? Uh, pick things up and put them down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess. Let's move on here. <coughs> maybe some hockey talk here. Oh, and actually, that'd be nice. I think maybe a pretty um important subject. Should we should we do with the uh, the breaking news of the day, or should we get into um a topic of discussion here? You guys pick. Let's vote. Breaking news or discussion topic? Kyle votes. Fuck you. Breaking news. Get it out of the way. Everybody knows or knows who does. We'll get you know. We might reference it later anyway, so might as well just talk about it. All right. Linus Sundin officially signed today for the Flyers. What are you guys' thoughts? Me and Bye, Pitlick. Yeah. Sandine, not Sundin. I keep I keep calling him a Sundin. He's a Sandin. I mean, free assets. I mean, you can't. You know, how old is he? Twenty-three. Yeah, that's, I mean, twenty-four next season. And he's pushing for an NHL roster spot. It's not like he's coming over to play with the Phantoms, you know. And I love what I read about him. I don't know. I mean, that, that Swedish league is quickly becoming like the number two league, number two league in the world. Like it's not there yet, but it's close. There's a lot of good players over there. And there's guys, look at Limblom. He played in there instead of going to juniors, and look how good he was when he came here. So, uh, yeah, if it doesn't work out, what does it cost you? It was a free signing. And if it works out, you look like a genius. I think it's fantastic. I, I can't believe they're even looking with all the depth they have. But what is, it's not so much, and I agree, yeah, Pitlick's definitely not coming back. I'd be surprised if Grant was back. Uh, but what does it mean for guys like, Rusoff and you know guys who we want to see up here. I mean, this is a young kid uh, vying for a spot here. I think we're gonna be seeing more off-season moves than we think from the Flyers. That gets me excited because I hope you're right. They need to make some moves. Especially I elaborate mean, on that. The, the well, just the of second, prospects. Go ahead, the Scott. second the second I seen that they signed this this kid guy uh no he's definitely a full-grown fucking man in his man body he's over 200 pounds um the second i seen that my first thought was pitlick's gone my second thought was i'm almost positive they're still going to try to re-sign grant because grant really really fits here well i i don't see why you let grant walk but if limblom is going to be back at some point next year and if patrick is going to be back at some point next year, hopefully the beginning of the season, because if not, then just don't even sign him because it's not worth it. Then somebody's going to go, somebody else other than Pitlick, because you definitely you need a spot for Kubel. There's no way Kubel didn't earn a spot. There's no way Frost isn't going to get a fair shake at a roster spot next year. Faraby made the team. So where are you fitting these guys? Like you got to see a JVR moved out. You got to see somebody with some cap hit move at this point. I don't know what else you're gonna do unless you're gonna just have everybody down in the Phantoms and dominate the AHL. Well, to your point, um, that's why I thought they were gonna struggle to have Pitlick and Grant back originally. Now this really shuts the door on some of that and. Like you said, you got to bring Frost up. You got to assume Patrick's going to 
try coming back at some point next year. Um, and then we have talked about last podcast that we did the possible uh, the buyouts if they if they renegotiate that and to clear some cap, JVR would be a perfect uh, example of that or use of that rather because you talk about cap hit seven million dollars it's going to come in handy. Um, it's good. It's weird though because I feel like we have like almost like a lost season. I wouldn't call it a lost season, but it's it's just a weird season and. I think they're going to try to bring as much of this team back that they had last year for this year and just give it another go um, with minor tweaks, obviously this being one of them. So I, they got so much, so many prospects and so many players now. Like, yeah, I just hope they restock the cupboard with draft picks and trade two guys for a better guy or something along those lines. I don't really know what they're thinking, but they're just adding more to an already overstocked cupboard of assets. And somebody's got to go. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt anything. That's the one for sure. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't hurt. Because until this guy comes over and proves he belongs on the roster, technically you don't need to do anything. Because this guy could come over and be a fucking bust, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I doubt is, it. I don't know when they're going to have a chance to try him out if we jump right into the season or I don't know if it's he's coming, he's eligible for whatever's left of this season or what the deal is. Hopefully they have a real offseason, somewhat of a real offseason and training camp, and then you can figure it out. Right. Hmm. So, so, yeah, they, I hope there is a preseason and training camp to battle it out. Well, they were, there would have to be, though, Jack, because you, you got all these oh. teams – you got all these teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. So the whole time the playoffs are going to go on, these teams will be off from shit two weeks or a month before the season was even supposed to end all the way until they have to just start playing games. They're not going to do that. Oh, no, I mean for next season. No, no not for whatever they're planning to do this season, which I got to be honest, I, I it seems awfully optimistic to think, what were they saying? Something in June I thought I heard? or well, early They July? said. They said June um, that they're trying to organize something for June in stadiums with no fans in designated stadiums. So they said something like the <coughs> Metropolitan Division will all play in Carolina, in Raleigh. Right. I don't know why they picked that in particular. I'm sure there's some reasoning behind it. We well, said no fans. Raleigh's. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure if Raleigh's not a hotbed. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I get no, I get yeah, I get what you're saying. And then like the West Coast will play in a city that's not, I guess, that doesn't have a lot of cases of coronavirus or whatever and then every division's going to have one stadium they're playing games at it. That is interesting. Right, I, so I saw two things. Today I saw that some they're trying to push for training facilities to open up in the second part of May, which is, you know, would put everything on pace to start in June. I'm not sure if that means training camps or just opening training facilities so guys can come back and maybe start going through. I don't know if they have to go through physicals again or, or what, but maybe that'll start the process. And then the second thing that I saw was they're considering pushing the start of next season back to December. Wow. And I want to know what you guys think about that. I, I'll tell you. Be, go ahead, Kyle. The, the schedule is going to be very fucking condensed if that's the case. You thought we had a lot of back-to-backs this fucking year. 
holy shit, if they push it to December, you're going to be playing fucking three-game weekends probably. That or it's going to be like a lockout year like we had, what was it, 2013, 15, somewhere around then where we had the half a season. It's going to have a schedule like that or some shit. Pretty wild. I wonder if they play like a reduced amount of games, like 70 games instead of 82 or something. Let me ask you this. If they bring everybody back and they have some kind of training camp, and I don't even know if they'd have enough to play the rest of the season out if they just jump playoffs, and if that structure is all fucked up and whatever. Um, and I think we talked about this before, but it's a two-part question. So the first part is, if the Flyers won it all, would it feel tainted to you at all? Not to me, but uh, to the rest of the league, you know that's going to be their excuse. I agree. And on top of that, like, would you want to, if you had a choice, would you rather push to finish this season or just ensure you have a full regular season next year and not have this December start and half a season and all that? I want to push to finish, maybe not this regular season, but I want this season to be completed. I want some ending to it because that would fucking suck if it's just like open-ended. Like, meh, the Flyers were awesome, but meh, <laughs> shit happens. You know what I mean? And then next year, like in the first week, Kevin Hayes and Claude Drew go out for fucking six months injured or something yeah, and then we're all gonna be like what the fuck this is stupid I, fuck being I, a flyers fan again <laughs> I, yeah we'll go right back to <laughs> at least we'll have content uh and I, I uh i really don't feel one way or another i'm right on the fence with it it's like i miss hockey so much i'll take whatever i can get but when i hear how it'll affect next season it's like fuck i'm gonna be feeling the effects from this forever like come on i mean jim i didn't push- hear your thoughts yeah go ahead jim <laughs> <laughs> Well, I get like how we're thinking now. I'm only going to assume that 15 other cities are going to be thinking the same way. And I'm going to assume that they're trying to convince themselves that this means just as much this year as it does for any other year. So, you know, let's say we lose and I don't know, Pittsburgh wins. We're going to be the ones saying, yeah, well, it was a bullshit playoffs, right? Uh, Same way if we won, that's what other fans are going to be saying. So I would rather win. You know, fuck it. We'll be the team that wins during the uh, the Corona pandemic. Fuck it. And then, yeah. and then they just got to do it again next year. That's all. Yeah. How nice would that be? Two in a row. Oh, how now- nice would that be, though, if we won the Stanley Cup this year, if they do continue, right? And you hear all this shit about how, oh, they only won it because this, that, and the other thing. And then next year they play a full 82-game fucking season, go back through the playoffs, and win again. Like, yeah, you guys sure about that? That would be fantastic. But what I'm hearing is we'd be starting in December. So even that would be, you know, they have a bullshit excuse, too. Pushing, But pushing the playoffs by one more month because all you're losing is November, right? Well, October. I, mean, I think so. I didn't they actually could, go in and short, read. They could shorten up the preseason from what was what's it normally five to eight games for preseason. Well, that's they could September, shorten that up. And you got a you pretty much have a full month of of October, maybe a couple of days to almost a week in the beginning, but it's pretty much right. the month of October. Uh, training camp and preseason is pretty much all of uh, September. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe they they condense it like you were saying. And push it back a month, and maybe we do get our 82 games or something close to it, um, and then that wouldn't be so bad. But I don't know when in December they'd be starting. I, I, have, no, 
I really don't know. Everything's just so crazy, and I just it's just want it to be over, please. They'd ha- they'd literally have to start the first week in December because you can always push the playoffs a little bit because there's still going to be months in between playoffs and the following year's training camp. It's it's not going to be a, what is what are we up to now? Two months now? No hockey? Almost so. Been the longest two months ever. I can't believe it's only been two months. It feels it's, like. It's definitely going to be at least three before we see a fucking game played. Yeah. It God doesn't damn. even feel like off season, right? It just feels like. Uh, no, Jim, you know me. I'd be like freaking out about the draft and shit because usually the Flyers are out of it by now. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I, I barely like sniffed it. Like I've listened to very much your podcast, Jim, and that's it. Like I've listened to your prospect shows with all your thousands of guests and, uh, I've read like one mock draft, and that's about all the work I put into it so far. Because I don't know when the draft's gonna be, so it's like yeah. I get all hyped up, and then they push it back to August or something. Yeah, you don't know who's picking where yet, or you know what's that going too. on. Yeah, everything's kind of just on hold. It's a it's a really weird feeling. Something I never thought we'd see in our lifetime. That's for sure. Well, they're gonna talk about this for the rest of our lives, man. It's just like it's gonna be crazy. Um, but even with the draft, like. You think you have things set up, like how it's going to go. The longer certain players are in positions, the more analysis they're going to get. I call it the Matt Leinart effect, essentially. I remember when he was the top-rated quarterback. He decided to go back to USC for one more year. And they just had so much time to, to pick apart his game. He went from like an easy number number one overall pick, and he dropped like 10 spots. You know, And that, that's what happens, over-analysis. And it's like, why am I going to dig in deep and have an idea of where guys are going to go just for it to change? You know, I'll just wait until I know when the draft is and then rev up my research, you know, a month before well, I mean, from that date. I mean, the OHL already canceled their season. So did the QMHL, correct? There's not, they're not on postponement. They're flat out done. Yeah. yeah so what, done. what are you going to overanalyze at this point? It's all tape. It's not even more games that they play. They'll overanalyze just further game state. They'll see something that they didn't see the last time. It's the way I've read it and seen it. Um, they don't like something which normally wasn't a big deal. Suddenly it's a big deal. Uh, if they don't like a certain aspect of a guy, they'll find things they don't like in more tape. And all of a sudden it's a bigger deal than it normally is. It's like, it's anything you, they're bored. They have nothing to watch. It's, it's just, it's, that's what it is. It's just that. Couldn't like, this also work the other way around? Couldn't I think you it, find no, a no, it, that's, in a it, that's what I'm saying. I think it'll, skies will rise and guys will fall because exactly that you'll loves one guy then you'll not love him as much and you'll like somebody else and now you have more time to do more research and fifth round guys are suddenly third round guys and just shit like that you know i I see the whole thing being jumbled i still think the top guy is going to be the top guy whatever the hell his name is i forget like he's still going to go number one overall i think i think that center is going to go number two i don't think that's going to change but you're gonna see a lot of other movement and that affects the flyers because we're gonna be drafting at the end of the first round so you know i why am i going gung-ho now Okay. I need, dra- I need a draft date is what it is. An official draft date. Because the NFL draft was great. That was awesome. <laughs> did you, did Unless you guys enjoy you're that? you an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Did you guys enjoy how that was uh, done, I though? Didn't even, I didn't even watch it. As a fantasy player? Yeah. Because I just needed to know where those players were going. I didn't give a shit about the presentation. Yeah. I guess I kind of did, too. One thing I... Couldn't stand though. I feel like every single player had a sob story. Yeah, it was ridiculous. 
Everybody was like a different Marvel <coughs> character with their backstory. It was the amount of the, the amount of deaths and hardships. And it was like holy shit! Like yeah. every all these super or super heroes, yeah, all these players have been drawn, born out of tragedy. Like this is kind of depressing. It was. That's how I felt. Like oh my god, how much more can I listen to? Everybody was a feel good. Excuse unbelievable. Me. Well, feel horrible. Now it's good that they got drafted and they'll be rich. But yeah, it was ridiculous. But I didn't miss the players of former teams coming up on stage and announcing the picks and taking up as much time as possible. Yeah, that's one thing I like too. Is it, I feel like it got off to a slow start, and then after like maybe the first ten picks, it sped up a little bit. Even yeah, though I, th- I think it fucking went on for like three, four hours, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Believe me, I know. Yeah, it was like eight to midnight and some shit. It's like four hours. I mean, I guess with no sports, that's okay. But it's like shit. They're really gonna draw this out, aren't they? Yes. So let's move on to our topic of discussion for the episode here, and that's what to do with Justin Braun. And I want to get your guys' opinions here, Jack. We'll start with you first. So Justin Braun, pretty serviceable season with the Flyers, was brought in to do certain things, and I think overall, pretty much did what he was supposed to do. So my question for you guys is, should the Flyers re-sign Justin Braun? If so, uh, what kind of contract would you feel most comfortable with? I mean, I think they're going to, uh, given the Limblom patrick situation. I think they're not going to get contracts that we thought they might get because of their unfortunate scenarios. So they're going to have some money to play with. Uh, I think the question is going to come down to because Braun has he's pretty uh, he's played pretty good. I don't think he's a guy that'll put the team on his back. I think he's in a good system. He's on the third pairing. Um, he's been fortunate enough to play a lot of shifts with Provorov and Sandheim, where he's looked very good. But when he's with a guy like Ghost, even Hag, and uh, those lines they're they're serviceable at best. Um, that being said, he's, he's been good on the penalty kill. Uh, he's good at shots, uh, suppression, Um, I don't know if I'd pay him what he made. I don't, I wouldn't pay him what he made last year, but if he's only here for one, like one more season, it's a one year deal. I don't think they're in a cap situation where it's, it matters what they pay him. Uh, if he wants two years or more, I'm out. Now, I will gladly have him next year. I don't want him again. You know, I'll take him for one year, but no more than that. We we have too many defensive prospects. You got Zamula. You drafted York. You got other guys pushing. Um, so I'm out on that. But one more year only. And I also I said earlier, I think they're gonna just try to keep going with what they did this year, how it ended, this unfinished business. Um, I think they're gonna try to move that into next year. But he's either making, I think he should make less than what he made this year. But if it's one year, I really don't care how much he makes. Okay. What would be your max, just out of curiosity? What he made this year was my max. What was that, 3.8 or something? 3.8, okay. Yeah, I would be happy about it, but like, what are we saving the money for in a one-year stint? Sure. Like, who are we going to add? They signed Kevin Hayes last year. They're going to give other guys some raises. They don't have the money to play with. So yeah, I, I, I don't – it doesn't bother me in one bit. Okay. We're not going to add you know, some kind of stud player, so it's fine. Yeah, and then the cap's going down a couple million dollars, I think, isn't it? Oh, uh, I didn't hear or that. Say, or is it, it staying the same? same. I That's figured it. it was supposed to go up. It was shit like this happens. It, it's got to just stay the same. That's it, right. It's staying the same. You're right. 
so Kyle, we, we are on our topic of discussion here. We're talking about Justin Braun. Uh, put a poll out, but I'll, I'll give you the uh, results of the poll after you give your response. Should the Flyers re-sign Justin Braun? If so, which contract would you feel most comfortable with? Would you feel comfortable with one, two years? What would you pay him? I'd feel most comfortable with one. Um, but if you could get Braun for a couple mil cheaper on a two, then I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, so Braun's making what, 3.5, 3.5 this year? 3 point something, rather. Yeah, 3.8. Sorry. So 3.8. So if you could get Braun for one year, 3.5, right around the three mil range, cool. If you could get him for two years at two mil, maybe a little less, I'd take that as well. But I prefer to keep it to one because there's just you're gonna end up with a big ass log jam on the defensive side, and I'd prefer to avoid that. <laughs> I mean, we already sorry. <laughs> We already have a log jam at forwards at this point. We just signed another one from Sweden. No, it's true. So you got we have Provorov, we have Sanheim, Myers, obviously. Also, uh, that being said, if you do re-sign Braun, that means Ghost has to be moved. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion. Even if you don't at this point, yeah, we gotta just get value for him. We've got too I many agree. guys in the system, and. Uh, I agree with what Kyle said about not wanting a log jam. That's why I'm willing to go one year. Uh, after that, I honestly think Hag is going to end up being somewhat of a replacement for Braun, stay on that third line pairing. And, yeah, by, in two years, I better see Zamula up here unless that back issue is real bad. And York better be knocking on the door as well. So I'm hoping that we see those guys instead. That's why I'm okay going one year. Didn't Zamula had to get had to get his vertebrae fused? I don't yeah, know what I just know it was the degenerative back, but he still played well this year, so yeah, but that's uh, he's gotta be up with something. Shit. I don't like the back. Whenever somebody starts talking about the back, it's it can be fucked up, but apparently he's been playing fine. It hasn't seen much, but you never like to hear degenerative. Which is all the more reason why we gotta get him up here and get what we can out of him before he has to retire. <laughs> yeah, use him and then fucking kick him to the curb. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, it sounds cold, <laughs> but one, it's a business, and two, hey, he's gonna want to get paid, right? So he's gotta get up here sooner rather than later and make his millions. Yeah. So uh, a guy like Zamula as well. So uh, I was gonna finish my thought there with Proveroff, Sanheim Myers. Uh, Niskanen will be here for one more year. He and should be resigned too when his contract's up. Well, he'll be like 35, I think, if if That's I can okay. remember off the top of my head. Uh, so who 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 do we have on the bottom pair? We have we want to trade Ghost, right? We have Robert Haig, who, uh, my personal opinion, I don't think he's better than a sixth or a seventh guy. I think if Robert Haig is your fifth defenseman, your fifth best, you might have a little bit of a problem there. So let's assume. For my for my sake, let's assume Hague is a six or a seven. Okay, and we trade we trade Braun, so we're still looking for a fifth defenseman. So are we going Friedman next year to fill the void, or are we going outside the well, Flyers to fill the void? It, it well we're we're letting Braun walk, but if we, you're saying that means we moved Ghosts, right? Yeah, so I'm like assuming Ghost is going to be moved, right? Because do you want Ghost and Hague as a third pair? I mean, third pair if he's 
I don't want ghosts at all, to be honest. Even if I have to put players on the, the roster, I'll put him there in hoping he can play against less competition just to up his value. And then when it's, it's somewhat tradable, you move it. Uh, yeah. My question was like, if we do move him, I, what are we getting back? Are we getting, because I could see getting some kind of draft pick and then maybe uh, a one-year guy to fill the void like you're asking us right now. Um, this is assuming it's next year, right? Not down the yeah, road. Yeah, next year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so say they don't re-sign Braun. Yeah, we would be open a spot, which would be filled by Ghost. If he's traded, I would hope that whatever we got back was either a package for a better defenseman or some sort or something, or um, it was a throw-in defenseman stopgap to get us by. I don't think – I think Zamula will not be here next year. I'd be surprised if York's here next year. I don't think anybody else in the system is even close. I think they the made strides. Answer. but I, And Friedman, uh, Friedman's, you think Hag's a 6-7 defenseman? Friedman, he's a plug-and-play at best. So I think you could just add a one-year guy. You could find somebody who might not be the best. It might, 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 be, might not be as good as Braun, but maybe um, Vigneault knows a guy from the teams he's uh, coached that he likes that can just – stick it out for a season in the new system. That's not a big issue. I think they could find a guy. And if they went that route, they probably actually save a little bit of money. Not that it matters. Um, I don't know. UFAs don't really save you money at times. You, have, you, can't, you can't go for the top dog. But if you wait out the season, which I don't know. Kyle might be right in the sense that I don't know what kind of off season we're going to have. But if it's like a normal off season, if you make your signing on July 1st, yeah, you're going to get boned. Uh, but if you wait until like the end of July, you sometimes get bargains like, um, uh, what's his name? Delzato was a bargain for at least the first year we had him. Like he was, we were not even looking at him. Teaming and gets the blood clots. We signed Delzato out of desperation for pennies on a dollar, and he pretty good return, especially in that first year. And then you just don't, you just let him go after that. You just move on. So you can probably get somebody. Hell, you know who's going to be Where? free possible free agent next year? Radko Gudis. <laughs> so real quick, because you guys are kind of proving my uh, point that I wanted to bring up towards the end here. Uh, real quick, the result of the poll, believe it or not, uh, should the Flyers re-sign Justin Braun? If so, which contract would you feel most comfortable with? Four, uh, four million for one year got 7%. I wouldn't re-sign got 25%. 3.5 million to 3.8 million for one year got 30%. And 3.5 to 4 million over two years got 38%. And that won the poll. And, I would be more than comfortable paying Justin Braun four million dollars for two years. More than comfortable. I wouldn't be. I, w- I would not. He's do getting. That. He's getting too old for that shit. He's gonna I'm be. He's gonna be thirty-three that, next year. That, Doesn't matter. He plays. I mean, old listen. Man's game. I know that he played well in our system. Justin Braun's not jumping out and doing anything on his own. He's a role player. People, we are Philly is so not used to having serviceable defensemen especially defensive defensemen, that when we get one, they overreact. Now, I will say, he's been a good addition to this team, no doubt. I'm not overpaying the guy, and it's the second year that bothers me more than the money. I don't care what you pay him year one. It's the two years. With the defensive depth that you have, (laughs) with the defensive depth that you have, one year is the max. Like you want to see the guys you drafted. I want to see Zamula. I really want to see York. He's the next Brian Leach, according to everybody. So I would rather see him get a cup of coffee. There's other defensive prospects that they uh, have drafted as well. That's a lot of draft capital. When next year it's not going to affect affect us. 
But in two years, we're going to have some decisions to make with contracts, like and we Flyers, don't know. They do have defensive depth, but like we're talking about this third line now. If you do sign Braun, let's say for two years, right? We're looking. Zamula's going to play with the Phantoms next year. That's that's going to be his first year of uh, pro hockey. Let's assume that he plays with the Phantoms all next year and potentially uh, maybe the second year with the Phantoms is when we start seeing him with the Flyers, right? I think Robert Haig is going to be a, a – is it an RFA this year or just a flat-out free agent? RFA. I think he's still an RFA. Okay, so w- we could talk about him next, but if he doesn't get a two-year deal, you ha- you really st- your third pairing is going to be empty for you know however long. Um, Where does Cam- Sam Morin fit in all this? I don't. I think he's done, man. I mean, he's. A, yeah, I hope the best. But you tore an ACL, the AC, your same knee, twice. You tore the ACL. I mean, come on. And he's a giant. On top of that, like I don't see him doing anything. Real quick, I know, so I can finish the, the depth thought. Cam York's going to go back to school. He'll probably be with the Phantoms uh, in three years. I would say not next year. Maybe he goes back to school one, two to three years. We'll see him with the Phantoms. So, I mean, so they, York, they, they so might York's need. In co- York's in college, correct? Yeah. It was York's going to go straight to the Flyers. Okay. After his senior year, he'll be 23 years old, 24 years old. He's going to go straight to the Flyers. Why? It's such a long road. Why is he staying that long? Like, he'll be 23 by his first cup of coffee of pro hockey is. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but they but might that's not what the need college, it. They might that's not need the to rush them, though. Do. That's what the college players do. I mean, look 23 at 23 uh, years old? That's too old. Like, JVR was a college kid. He didn't wait that long. That might long. be too old. He I don't know how old is he is it, off the top of my head. What does it cost you? Nothing. That's It's a first-round pick. He better get here quicker than that. Like, they can't have that plan. Oh, yeah, we'll see him in six years when they draft him. Like, Jesus Christ. God, <laughs> he was 18 years old when he got drafted, wasn't he? That's, did JV, five did JVR years. come? Like, did JVR come straight here? No, he spent, I think, two years in college before he came here. He, I don't think he spent any time with the fans. But he, he came, came straight. straight to the Flyers, right? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. I, he Cam should come York straight to the Flyers, two. but 23 years old. What the fuck? <laughs> that did seem a little bit old there. Well, it's four That's, years dude, from 18, we start, right? When guys hit 23 on the Phantoms, we start questioning whether they're like, you know, a, a career AHLer at that point. Like, they they need That'd to step be- up this season. So I don't know Cam York's birthday, but I just assumed for some reason it was in the summer. If that's the case, if he runs his – the only reason I said 23 is if he runs his senior year through college and comes to the Flyers directly after the college. So, like, what Charlie McAvoy did it, right? Came from college straight into the playoffs with, for the Bruins. Mm. If he uh, does – Actually, if, real quick, Kyle, because you might be right here. If York does finish school – He'll be 22 years old by the time he gets why, out of college. Why would he well, finish school is my question. Because sometimes that's what they do, and defensemen take longer to fucking I, marinate. Than, the organization needs to step up and be like, yeah, like, you need to make a decision. It's time to go pro. Why, I don't know what if he why. gets hurt? What if he gets hurt like doing that? Like He's good enough to play. He's going to stay in college. Then it costs you nothing. It costs you a first-round pick. I don't want him getting hurt and... Fucking up his knee or some shit. He needs to jump, make the jump sooner than that. How old's he now? He's 19. He's so got he's a January birthday, so he just turned 19. So in two years, he'd be 21. He he's got to be here two years. Like, come on, 
I don't know if he will be. I think he at least goes through his junior year of college, uh, of which will probably be, I think, like 21 years old at least, and then maybe Phantoms. I think he's going to at least go through his junior year. Because this year he had like an okay freshman year. If he goes all the way through his junior year, he'll be straight on the Flyers. Okay. I'm just saying 23 struck me. 22 is a little too close to 23. I can live with 21 because that's only two years, but that's pushing it. I mean, yeah, come I on, know. make the jump. You gotta, here's you gotta the thing go, with the Flyers. Like, they're in a position where they don't really need to be like, you know, get Ivan Provorov up while he's 19, and, you know, why isn't Sandheim up here yet? Like, they have, like, the horses already in the stalls. It's like, all right, let the ponies develop a little bit now. You know what I mean? Well, that's, those guys are going to get paid, and this you need guys like this to work the bottom pairing at like minimum weight, minimum salary so you that the cap him. works out. Cause Sandheim's going to get paid. Man. He's, he's one year. He's got one more year at like 3.25 or whatever he signed for it. Then you have to pay him. Like Myers is going to be close to getting paid. Provorov got paid. Uh, you're going to have to replace Niskin in two years. Uh, Braun, we're we talking about Braun being gone. So you're going to have to replace these guys. And it's not going to come cheap. Which is even more the reason I want to save that th- them three years at nine two five fucking thousand dollars until I absolutely need him to come in. Like, I don't which want him to come. Which would be two years. Which would be two years. That's when you're paying. Sam Hine signed a two year deal. We already went through one of it. Like in one year, he's going to be up for, for for more money. Not to mention your forwards, which is what I was going to get into, Jim, about not signing Braun two years because in year two of that, look at some of your free agents and guys you got to sign. Carter Hart, Coots, like these guys are going to get fucking paid. You need somebody on your bottom pairing, mid pairings that's making nothing, who still has talent. Yeah, it, I definitely understand what you're saying. It's interesting. It's also uh, two more what drafts. I th- and who knows who we pick up in those two drafts? Who knows who we pick up free agent? There's a whole lot of factors here. I mean, relying on Cam York to come here, to rush, rush Cam York here. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me when we have... I don't think... You have plenty of other options. You draft a guy 14th overall in 2019, having him show up in 2022-23, I don't think that's rushing at all. Yeah, I I guess if his numbers popped off the page a little bit more this season, but they really... They were like what you would expect from a first-round pick defenseman in college to do. They were like, okay, you know, like next year is the year where you expect to see, okay, he's getting it. He's got it down there. Is he going to come to the – is he going to turn pro or is he going to stay back for his junior season, you know? Is that – that was his freshman year too, right? Yeah, that was his freshman year, yep. Yeah, so I think the third year – you know, what's he going to do with that third year? Is he going to go to college or is he going to turn pro? And then if he turns pro, I think I think he would stay with the Phantoms. I, I, I do think that. Or he could come up, play with the Flyers. I mean, I don't know. I would be okay in either scenario – but I can see the the you know the Phantoms route uh, as opposed to going straight to the Flyers. That's just me. I would like to see him play one more year of college. He turns twenty, turn pro, play you know maybe get that eight game stint with the Flyers, then go to the Phantoms, and then push to make the Flyers after that. That's the typical, especially first round pick of defenseman or offenseman push towards making the pros. I mean, not, you to, don't, not to correct you here, but he doesn't need to have just an eight-game stint. He's uh, on a ELC, which is a two-way contract. You don't have to go through waivers to go down. Yeah, but if you go nine games, you burn one year of the ELC, and you don't want to do that because then you got to make a decision on him sooner. 
It doesn't burn anyway since he elected to go pro? No, it doesn't. You get that eight games. Once you go over that, then you lose a full year of it, which is why it's a big decision to keep a guy like, I think, with Farabee this year, keep him up or whatever. And so It's just manipulated. They do it in baseball all the time. It's just a manipulating other shit. Uh, but yeah, eight, I'm pretty sure it's eight or ten games. I can't remember. It's, it's a small sample size. Um, but even then, I wouldn't expect him to make the team. I just want him to get the experience, a little taste. And go from there. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's pretty typical for a NHL player, especially drafted that high. And everybody's raving about him, so it's not like he's playing poorly. It's not like we have a – and I know he's played better, Jay O'Brien. I know he's not a defenseman. But it's not like he's in that situation where he, he looks so bad after his first year and we want to let him cook and longer. You know, I think he could be – I think he'd be fine. He can quarterback. Power plays already. He's got talent. He's doing everything right. He does a little bit of everything right. I don't, like, I mean, if he straight up says I want to finish college, then our hands are kind of tied. I'd be pissed off, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, yeah. I would like to see him up here sooner rather than later. And if you look at our contracts, they need to save money somewhere. And this is why y- you do this. And f- if you go in the free agency, you're, you're going to end up spending more. Um, and it's only going to hurt you. So th- I would like to see this. And if he's as good as everybody claims he is, that's not bad for your bottom pairing. And I don't expect him to blow the doors off, but he's got to be serviceable at least. And he'd be learning on the job. Yeah, that is a, an interesting scenario. Yeah, but if That'll I'm be a, interesting. If I'm, if it, at this point, the Flyers are per, have the chance to be perennial cup contenders in the next five years, I'd say. Right? I mean, that's roughly. A, that's their window, you mean? Hopefully. No, no, no. I think... I think their window is is uh, might be a little larger than five years, in my opinion. But no, oh, I agree with you. I mean, a conservative estimate is the, from this year to the next five years, so yeah. six years total is our is a cup window for the Flyers a, as they sit right now. Do you want somebody to be learning on the job if you're a cup contender? Well, other teams do it. I mean, Chicago had uh, – he sucks now, but what the hell is his name? Not uh, Keith, the other guy. What the Seabrook? Seabrook in, in Seabrook 2010. Seabrook fucking awesome. Yeah, he was, a, he was a good player. But in 2010, he was pretty young. Like, he was a young dude, and they still had him playing. Like, I'm not – he's not going to be inadequate. You know, you just, he's just learning how to be a pro, but they can still jump up and still be good. How many years – of college did McAvoy do before he played for the Bruins? I know he came up in the playoffs due to injury for the Bruins, and he just drafted. and he just stuck. But I I don't think McAvoy was as high as a pick as Cam York. To your point, I still think he was a first rounder though. That's I mean I'm just Charlie, looking at it. Charlie McAvoy went uh, Boston University and. 16-17, and then he played four games for the Bru- for Providence Bruins and did not play a game for the Boston Bruins. Well, he, <clears> he went the exact same pick. as He was the 14th overall pick in 2016. So he, um, played, he played one year college and then went pro. So he, yeah. played, he played two years college. <clears throat> played, I'm sorry, I played two, two years, years college. The second year when he finished college, <clears throat> excuse me, he played four games for the Providence Bruins. The next season, he was straight to the uh, Boston Bruins. So could be something that we see with York exactly in that pattern, where he, uh, he's already has pretty much two NHL seasons under his belt, mm-hmm. two and a quarter. No, I wouldn't say a quarter, two and a an eighth, and he's mm-hmm. 22 years old now. Like it, it could be, yeah, 
Yeah. That's my point. These are these are I get it with like later picks or projects. Cam York's not a project. We knew where we were getting when we got him. Like you put these guys come up quicker than that, especially if they're playing well. So I think I think McAvoy's a good example. Uh he's got he got drafted. He played excuse me. So he got drafted in what we say, 16, 2016. So he went to college. Now he's got three full seasons essentially under his belt. Because he played in 2017-18 was his first season. He played 63 games. I mean, that was his first season, and that was in 2017. He got drafted in 2016. So, yeah, you, if you're good and you got it, you come up pretty soon. He's just, I mean, he's, Cam York can still play a season of college, but he's got to, at that point, I would assume, if he's playing well and he's good, he jumps to the pros in some way, shape, or form. I would be okay with that. If, if, if after next season, Cam York – like after next college season, if he went to the Phantoms and played, let's say five games, and then the very next season started out with the Flyers, I think that would be ideal, right? Do you guys think? Well, the AHL season's postponed the same as the NHL season. Not to change complete subjects here. Um, do you think Allison and, as Jack would put it, Lanner Tazinski? <laughs> <laughs> Um, play some games for the Phantoms before the end of the season if they resume some sort of regular season play. I, I know, hope so. Question. Yeah, I, would I hope absolutely so. hope so. That'd be great. I mean, I, that's what we want to see, right? That's why we signed them. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Let me see real quick. I think their path to the NHL got a little bit tougher with this new signing. <laughs> but that's I only mean, one year. I well, it's a it's a a better shot than they might ever get though. If, especially if he gets put on the team. I mean, I've seen it before, and it, there was a guy named like Mika Perryville or Perry, I don't know, some Holgram guy jumped right to the NHL and it completely blew up in his face. So I mean, that could always happen. Oscar's um, Bartolis. Yeah, guys like that. Yeah, I mean, even Medvedev on defense didn't hang around too long. But you know, I mean, it could go either way. Um, the only problem is. Lazinski doesn't have much of a ceiling and wait Allison's has some injury problems and they're both already pretty far along. I think they're what they're like 23 now, I believe. Right. Yeah. Cause uh, I think Allison was same draft as like 2016 real quick. And I don't know if this is going to move this topic or not, but the, as of two days ago, the AHL season's likely canceled. Uh, okay. Never mind. There you go. Yeah. God damn it. You fact checking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to because like it, it could it could just be, all be for naught, you know. We would just be racking our brains for nothing. And I appreciate it, but whatever. I don't. I honestly don't expect much to come of either of them. I hope I'm wrong. I seriously do, especially with Wade Allison. But I think Lazinski at most is a bottom six forward. You know, Allison might be something, but I don't, he's already got injury problems, so. Ceiling's there, but can he put it together? It is interesting when you talk about these guys because, okay, yeah, they have a certain ceiling and a certain floor and whatnot, but where are they going to fit on this current Flyers roster? That's like, where do you want to put them? Right? More draft picks are going to be coming in. Higher like, draft just, picks are going to be coming in. They went out and just brought in this fucking guy from uh, from Sweden or whatever. Plus, yeah, That's so how much faith they have in Allison and, and, uh, and Lazinski coming up. And, and, well, you and really produce. want to get into it. It's how much faith they have in Rupstoff and uh, – yeah, you know, those guys like for the, real, man. Hate to say it, but our boy Ratcliffe too. Like, he was a high second round pick. There's a lot riding on that. You got Frost is going to come up and take a spot for sure. 
uh, unless they're expecting some kind of massive roster turnover, all the cap I've been talking about with their contract issues, unless they're looking at letting guys go or trading guys, I don't see a spot. I, I really hope that some moves are made down there because how are you going to fit all these guys? You're just going to let them go for nothing? I got a question. If they traded Frost for a top five pick in this year's draft, would you guys be mad? No. If it was one or two, I'd be fine. If it was three, four, or five, I'd I'd have to do my research. I would. I don't think I'd be that mad. Maybe at first, but Frost is not a can't miss prospect. A top five pick could be a can't miss prospect. Could be. No, I wouldn't be mad, but I also don't think any of those top five teams would do it. Well, I agree with that as well. Unless they were like, no, nah, I, yeah, I can't see it happening either. I don't know enough about the later picks in the draft <laughs> outside of one and two right now to really make a hard stance on that. It's That's such a rare thing, though. Uh, a prospect like Frost for a top pick just doesn't Frost, make a lot of sense. Frost, Ghost. But that's what I mean. You I got, you're going to trade well, let Ghost, me ask you this. right? So can somebody pull up? I know it's like Detroit, Ottawa, the, the bottom five teams, L.A., like, so they're still going to do a lottery. Isn't that San crazy? Jose. San, yeah, San Jose. I'm looking for standings here. Um, New Jersey. League. So, yeah, it's, it, well, it's okay. So Detroit, Ottawa, San Jose, Kings, Anaheim, New Jersey. Um, those are the bottom six. So if we said in that range, Detroit's not doing it because that guy could be an absolute superstar. I don't think Ottawa d- does it. That guy, um, I hate that I don't have their names right now. I got uh, them right here. You want them? Well, I know Lafreniere's the number one guy, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Bar none. Yeah, that dude's going to be. Yeah. He's a swing going over a center. Now, that's how good he's supposed to be. God, he'd be but believe it or not, I just saw a ranking with with Byfield projected to be a, a better a better NHL player throughout Wait, his career. Oh, the center? Yeah, Quentin yeah, Byfield. Yeah, that's somebody trying to get noticed. That, <laughs> I don't. I mean, he might be. A, he's a center, so he might, might like that. But come oh. on, Lafreniere's going to be ridiculous. Dauber had it on there. They they said Byfield. I I wish I still had it because I was reading it today. A they better think, fantasy player or a better because they do a lot of fantasy stuff. No, over the course of his career, they think Byfield uh, is going to be the better overall player. And I was I like, er, no. every single ranking that I saw had Lafreniere number one, except for one, and that was the one that I read today. I was shocked. And you know what? They get they stick out and get noticed for that kind of Skip Bayless comments. So. <laughs> I wonder if you're right because I, I'm reading it. And I'm like, what the fuck? But they were like a a guy with his size, strength, speed at his age. I'm sure. I'm sure. Back in 2005, there was somebody saying Pittsburgh should take Bobby Ryan and let Crosby drop. Yeah, <laughs> sure. There was at least one person spitting that BS. I just I found that what so interesting. I mean, I'm just thinking here now because I got my my wheels turning oh god you package frost ghost your first and maybe your second that would definitely get you top three well here's the thing frost ghost detroit and- i don't think detroit or ottawa are doing it those prospects are too good at the top there but then you look at san jose and it's like they were a playoff team that makes sense for them to maybe want to restock but they Cat don't have comes money. in trouble with that. Yeah, they don't yeah, have the Cat. money for it. So now you go to L.A. L.A. kind of makes sense, but they, as bad as they are, they have cap issues. They're trying to shed cap. And now we're going to Anaheim. Anaheim is completely rebuilding their defense, among other things. They they unfortunately have to get rid of uh, Getzloff's contract. You saw Perry's go. 
Now you're going back to New Jersey. We're not making a trade with New Jersey. Now we're going back to Buffalo. Now we're outside the top five. So I, I just I can't, I just don't see it happening. It, maybe if there were different teams in different situations, but I don't, with this current setup, I don't see it. But a motherfucker can dream, can he? All right. All we can do, right? <laughs> Your dream sucks. I mean, if yeah, this fuck is you. funny, I'm all over well, this. I'm in a nightmare right now. There's, there hasn't been hockey for months. The Flyers were awesome. <laughs> Nothing oh. can get worse than this right now. <laughs> Seriously. Um, How about, yeah. um, and I don't mean to change subject here. We can come back if not. Jack, are you still doing the playoff simulation? Yeah, I did it one more time. Uh, Pittsburgh made a little bit of a comeback on us, man. They forced game seven. Uh, and the scary part was they won games five and six in dominating fashion. Hart got lit up like a Christmas tree. It was ridiculous. And the concussed Crosby came back for game seven. But the Flyers eked it out. They won four to two at home in game seven. And it looks like they're going to play Washington in the second round. Ooh. That's kind of how we see that playing out. It's been it's been two weeks and you only got to the end of the first round. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I played uh, because of you. I was playing be a pro and oh, I loved Jesus it. Christ. I was smoking it, but the, the game has a serious issue with injuries. Uh, no, my first go, in, go into the do yourself a favor, go into the, the sliders. sliders and turn down human injuries because it's at fifty out of a hundred. Yeah. And you got to remember, it's 59 times out of 10 when you're playing franchise. It's 50 out of 100 for your entire team. But when you go to be a pro, it doesn't adjust it for some reason. It's like a glitch. It doesn't adjust it down. So it's 50 out of 100. So 50 hits out of 100 that your player takes, you're going to get injured on. you got to turn it down or you're going to get hurt every fucking time. So my first year, I broke my foot. I had a concussion, and I pulled a groin. I played 13 games. Second season, I figured that out, Kyle. I put it down to like 18 or something. I don't know if I should make it less now. I was on fire. I got drafted by the Rangers, so I'm on this awesome line with Panarin and Capo Caco, and we just kill it. And now I had another injury, and I'm out for 70 days, and I'm just like, fuck this. And that was I, after I turned the sliders down. I got I got drafted by uh, New Jersey. Would you go with number one? No, I went in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I went number two overall, but my very first game, I hit somebody and they threw me out of the game. Yeah, I I went I went in the second round. I think I was 38th, but I only played one year of juniors. I didn't play two. The very first game I played in juniors, I was out for 180 days. Holy shit! Or some you shit learned like that, that on I the missed fly. the whole season. I got I, like, I only the played the uh, I only played the Memorial Cup, and they I got drafted straight to the NHL after that. But that's why I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Uh, Flyers sneak past the Penguins and what looked like they were going to smoke them. And now they got the Capitals coming up. They got home. Uh, no, they don't have home. I apologize. So, uh, no yeah, injuries. that's where I left off with that. No injuries? Oh, no, there was one, but it wasn't significant. I think it was like Hag or something. And it was minor. I can't. I don't know about Washington. So should be interesting. Fuck Washington. We're going to sweep fuck. them. We're going to sweep them. Bring out the broom, baby. Yeah, I got the Old dust in that. We're good. <laughs> do you think we could do a round a week, or should we try to keep it like real life? Like a simulated game every other night? Um, it's up to you. You tell me Just what you Just fucking finish the entire playoffs tonight, Jack. Tonight. <laughs> no, even wait for tomorrow. <laughs> got, a, got an eight-ball Coke that says you can do it. 
Don't tempt me. Well, I put out a poll question earlier, and I think I already know your guys' answers here, which I don't even know if I really even feel like repeating the poll now. He took out all my... Billy Leno. If you had to get rid of one thing forever... Billy Leno. (laughs) (laughs) Worked out beautifully. Pot, sex, or anything hockey-related? I I could kick pot. Reefer. I don't want to, but I could. All right. And I do because I work for the government. I'm a central. <laughs> was, that your, was that your poll? I thought it was something else. Yeah, it was coffee, but I, it's too easy for me. <laughs> I actually need coffee more than I need pot. To be honest with you. I don't even <laughs> drink coffee, so that's a no-brainer for me. All right, so we'll do pot oh, wow. and coffee for Jack. You still kicking coffee, Jack? Fuck. Yeah, I could have tea. Uh, <laughs> There's still <laughs> caffeine in there. Or just go energy drink. Screw it. Kyle, could you give up weed well, forever? Considering, considering me and my other half want another child, I couldn't give up sex. Well, and you could have somebody else inseminate her if you really wanted. That's to. not happening, buddy. Well, no, no. He don't have to go that far. He can just <laughs> do it into a cup, you know, and I don't know. This is true. Pour it in. <laughs> Neither. Funnel it in. Ew. This doesn't count, Jim. Well, all right, let me stop because um, I'm saying nasty things. I, I can probably kick pot pretty easy. I mean, okay. I barely touch it now. So, so what you guys are saying is you can't do without hockey and sex. Oh but, yeah. Oh my easy. gosh, I still play hockey. Yeah, you guys. Well, I watch I mean, hockey during sex. If you want to call what I do playing hockey. Uh, yeah, I know. I've seen. Jim doesn't know. He's not allowed there. No. I actually, I all, I, know, I, all he knows I, is just a card game now. <laughs> I, I I bought a hockey net off Amazon. It came in today. And I'm going to work on my wrist shot. I think yeah, you need I'm to work sure on staying on side. I'm pretty sure the main complaint on you, Jim, is your skating ability. No. It was never your wrist shot. No. <laughs> How bad a skater is he, Kyle? I don't know. I've never seen him skate. Who oh, complained? I with Kyle. Who complained? I right, listen. I don't give up my sources. I know it was Matt. Darren Dreger told him that you can't skate. As a matter of fact, scouts use the word hate. I can can do borderline. He's a borderline seventh round, undrafted kind of guy. Who said that? The only person who skates worse than you, Jim, is the Flyers' uh, second round pick last year. (laughs) Only Bobby B. Because Jim can't skate, and all I can do is skate. Yeah, and I can shoot. Can you? Sounds like you need to work on your wrist shot. Yeah, but I, I could shoot. I surprised myself. Mm. Did you that's hit the net? I, that's all I had was a wrist shot. For whatever reason, I forgot how to like do a slap shot. Like I can't get the puck off the floor. You're not team to the slap. It's supposed to stay along the floor? It's supposed to stay six to seven inches above the fucking floor on a slap shot, dude. Mm. But I wanted to get it up. I can't get it up. No matter uh, how hard I try. Like you need a pill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's working pretty good. Working double time during all this quarantine, by the way. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, working double time. So is your fucking right hand. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah. My poor meat. That's the only wrist shot he's got going right now. 
Yeah, I'll tell you why he's gonna fucking break the glass at the end of this quarantine with that wrist. <laughs> <laughs> that goal regulation, is that toilet regulation size or what? Strength in my forearm. What else we got tonight? I, I was like really amped up to do a podcast with you guys, and I'm upset that we're out of topics now. Did we miss anything? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, Limblom's got his last cancer treatment. Good for yes. him. You missed that. Yeah, that's great news. Uh, it's great news. Not much to talk about. It's just that's very good news. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. So, I mean, man. it's really good for his timeline. Yeah. Somebody posted so, a poll the other day, and I forget who, but who plays first for the Flyers? Uh, Lindblom or Patrick? Patrick. Are you are you confident in that answer? I'm confident in that answer. I think I honestly think Patrick will be starting next season. My gut and my brain say Patrick. My heart says Limblom. Oh, so sweet. What? I just think that Patrick's a bitch, man. And Limblom would literally come back right now if the doctors let him. What That's a heart you got saying. on you. <laughs> I can't. I hate our luck with the, with the top draft picks. And Patrick, every time I see, seriously, every time I see his face, I get a little angry. I get a little mad. I'm like, this fucking guy. You know what I mean? And I, whatever, he's got headaches. Wah, wah, I feel bad. It's, I get it. It just, it irks, I can't help it. It irks the shit out of me. I, I don't know. How about, how about if Limblom misses, you know, most of the season? Uh, I don't know what his timeline looks like now, but let's say he does his rehab and stuff all summer long. And let's just say that he's ready to come back in October next year to play and plays. And Patrick is still not playing. What are you guys thinking then? I'm enraged. Well, I mean, technically, do you have to sign him, Patrick? Well, I think they both. Yeah, let's just let's just for this scenario, let's just say they're both signed to like a one-year minimum contract apiece. <sighs> what do you think then, if if Limblom, who comes back from cancer, plays in a game before Nolan Patrick plays in a game? Does your opinion on Nolan Patrick change at all? I don't know how much lower it can get for me right now. Yeah. Like, for him, it's all about he has to prove himself to me. You know, with Limblom, I feel like he'd do anything to play tomorrow. With Patrick, I feel like he doesn't give a shit when he comes back. He's like, I'll come back when I'm 100%, and that's when I say I'm 100%. I don't care what the doctors say. It's when I say I'm 100%. And if that's in three years, then that's in three years. Where Limblom would be 50% and be like, can I come back tomorrow? Like, that's how I feel about the players. Here's a question. Do you think at all that there are people in that locker room, coaches, players, management, that are looking at these two players and they're looking at Nolan Patrick maybe a little bit differently after all this? Because to your point, Jack, you just had Oscar Lindblom go through everything he's gone through. He would die to play right now. And then you have the other guy, Nolan Patrick. No one knows what he's waiting for to play. No one really knows what he's waiting for to get in a game. If you're in that locker room, how can you not lose a little bit of respect for Nolan Patrick? How can you not? It's tough. I mean, I they have to, in the back of your mind, you'll never admit it, but you have to be like, what the hell is this guy's deal? Like, We've heard about other players having this, but they like their timeline. They had already come back, 
it doesn't seem like he's trying or it's not even the try it's the care like it doesn't seem the vibe i get is he really just doesn't care like he's made we've heard comments supposedly allegedly that he's made about retirement like i don't care if i ever play again kind of shit you know i don't know if that's aggravation because of pain i've heard he's had issues with the doctors saying they don't know what they're talking about either way he's not here and it's i think what does make it worse and is unfair to him is where he was drafted where Blimblom's a fifth round pick you know it's, it's that hurts but yeah if i'm a player and you you went to war with Limblom and he was one of your top guys and he this was this the rug was pulled out from under him with patrick it doesn't feel the same way it feels like, what's wrong with you? What? And at first you're like, okay, well, it happens. I've heard about this before. This player had it. He's about figuring out your diet, figuring this out, consulting that. you know. And it, he goes a full season without playing. And now you're kind of like, seriously? Like a whole year and you still don't know what's going on? Technology we have today? Uh, it's just so I, – I would never say he was lying because I've never had that. And I have had a migraine and it sucks. But – Something just seems off or fishy or just like, do you care if you come back or are you just collecting a check? Like I, I don't, I don't know. It's the drive doesn't seem there. And we remember um, Kelly Hinkle brought up like he had his way with most players and juniors, but when he got here, he got smacked around a bit. He's really had to work. He's had to practice more, and, and maybe that just got to him. He doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not getting good vibes, that's for sure. Kyle, any thoughts there? I I don't even know. Oh. I want Patrick to come back. I want Limblom to be back. Cause what a fucking lineup if Patrick comes back and actually wants to play and applies himself and and then Limblom comes back and if Limblom can even be half the player he was before cancer, I mean that's just bolsters the lineup. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to what either is going through to be honest with you so no okay it just sucks <laughs> i mean it's, it's more typical it's down more typical, typical flyers luck just proof we we've overcome both of those things to have the season we were having so they just canceled the season pretty crazy from that kind of perspective for the flyers if you throw if you throw nolan patrick in too do you get that first overall if it wasn't for this damn headache <laughs> thing, uh, <laughs> Patrick Ghost Frost, and your first, and your second. If and I'm your Detroit, first, and your first from next year. If I'm Detroit, okay. I don't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. I mean, you're getting a guy who scored sixty fucking five points. You're getting Ooh. a second overall pick. Ooh, I'm just saying. That's it. Nolan Patrick needs to be number two, and Ghost needs to be number 65. Detroit sold. Like now, that's all you needed to say. 65 and number two overall sold. <laughs> God, what else uh, you guys got, compadres? Anything else? Now I'm all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Should we uh, wrap this up? I think we need to, Jim. As much as we want to draw it out, there just ain't a whole lot going on. I know. I would love to keep talking. I kind of feel. I kind of want to talk more, but yeah, let's wrap up. Uh, Kyle, what do you have going on over there? I know you got something going on. 
Yeah, I just posted an episode of Enforcer's Corner with former Flyer, uh, Josh Gratton. Uh, he was here for two seasons with the Flyers, played two seasons also with the Phantoms. Uh, it was a fun episode. We kicked back some beers in that one. Um, guys, got to make sure you check that out. You can find me at Enforcer's Corner on Twitter. You can also find me at WarnerKyle29 on Twitter. And they can also find you at home. No. Work. Work. Right. Essential. Yeah, essential speaking of bitches. essential, Jack, you kind of have something tonight. Do you, do you remember the name of the business? Uh, you want to promote that business at all, the one where you got uh, your new mask? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the name of that business is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the picture will be on Twitter tomorrow. I will be wearing it to work because masks are set, are mandated for essential workers like myself and before you uh have a bleeding heart i am not in the medical field so you do not have to freak out just work for the post office but i still have to wear a mask and i will be wearing my new flyers mask and you will see it so say a little prayer for me that it works because i'll be rocking the logo uh yeah that's gonna do it guys put out a couple new prospect episodes uh I put out uh, an episode about Linus Sandine with Alex the other day. Make sure you check that out if you want to learn a bit, a little bit about the uh, Flyers' newest signee. We did a, pr- a prospect episode with Alex again and Yoka Novalainen of Dauber Prospects. He's the head of European scouting department for those guys. Covered a bunch of European players. If you want to learn about some European guys for the upcoming draft, then give that a listen. We'll have some good stuff for you guys next week. Looking forward to... Talking to you guys again. I kind of feel like we had more stuff to talk about tonight. A little bit let down. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening though. And we'll be back next week. So thanks a lot. And everybody stay safe and wash your hands. Jim, I didn't hear your thoughts. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Strap-on doesn't count as a real cock. What, you like being pegged?